Well, welcome to my new podcast called The Afterburn Podcast. My name is Joe Alvarado. On this podcast, I'm going to invite all of my indoor cycling instructor friends. We're going to share stories. We're going to share behind the scenes, how we put our classes together, what drives us, how we got started, what motivates us, and more importantly, all the stories that we have collected over the years of people who have come up to us and said, you've changed my life. You've done something in me that I didn't think I can do. You've encouraged me to push harder than I ever thought I could push. And because of you, I'm in a better place. So many conversations to be had, so many stories to share. I hope you enjoy the Afterburn podcast. My name is Joe Alvarado. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for being on my very first podcast. I'm calling it the Afterburn podcast, and I'm so honored that you're here, that you're my first guest. We're great friends. And uh, before we get too far, would you just introduce yourself to everyone? Of course. And I'm so honored. My name is Rachel, and I've had the pleasure of not only being in Joe's class, but um, Joe's um, everything he does. I'm just like, I think I'm your groupie, your biggest fan. Um, so my name is Rachel. I live in Chicago. I'm originally from Colorado. I went to the University of Denver. Um, I moved out to Chicago um, just after college and I started running. Um, and running absolutely destroyed my body. And I wasn't built for it genetically. When I was born, I already had a, um, a hip issue. So I'm an orthopedic disaster. And what's so funny is that I actually run an orthopedic practice for a living. <laughs> so um, I've had two back surgeries. Oh yeah, no more running for me. Um, two back surgeries. And I have such a love for cycle. And it's something that I am so privileged to be able to do. I've been teaching for um, a little under 10 years. Um, wow. So since I was six. And um I love it. It is my passion. That's so good. No, no. And I'm so honored uh, to have you today. We met, you and I met um, when the pandemic was like full on. I don't know if you remember that, but we we actually met when when you had a mask on and I didn't even fully see your face. (laughs) You, You came back to visit in Colorado. You were at our club when we had just, we had reopened, if you remember, and you said, hey, I'm Rachel, I'm an instructor, and if you need me, use me. Do you remember that? It was, I remember it so vividly. We drove like 15 hours, and I got there, and I was just like, oh my gosh, I would do anything to teach a spin class, and you were so gracious and offered me yours. You're like, you can teach my class, and I was like, what, really? I like wanted to fly over the moon and hug you. I was so excited um, to get the well, opportunity to teach a no, and and it was such a cool time because I mean not I don't I don't want to say cool time, but it was such a a challenging time, and you were um, I, I appreciate that you were willing to not only teach and and kind of just introduce yourself, but we had this whole headset thing going on, and we were teaching downstairs in the uh, in the soccer um, uh, field, our indoor soccer field, because we had to you know space everybody out. Uh, we couldn't make noise because there were other classes going on in the same area. And I don't know if you remember, you, we had headphones on and it was like a silent, uh, they call it like a silent disco thing, but you were basically teaching with the mic in hair, ed, hair headphones and people were listening to you. Do you remember that? Like You had it figured out. People were on their own radio station. We were on a, a wavelength of not only the universe, but of... I think it was an AM radio station with like old school and you had more than enough headphones. If some of them didn't work, you had it figured out. Not every one did. We were all trying to figure it out if we, but you know, the option was figure it out or climb the walls, you know, (laughs) so you figured it out. And it was such a pleasure to be able to teach on the turf and be able to um, just, just be in that happy place that you created um, in abundance from, having really no options in a tight space. It well, it was, it was fun. And I, you know, I, I mean, back then it was like, what do we do? We're figuring it out. We're, we're scrambling. But 
we basically did the equivalent of a, a, a low band radio station. If you remember, we were broadcasting through to your point, an AM or FM like frequency and everybody had like yeah. a, a little radio receiver and they were listening to us teach through that thing. And, and yeah. I don't think your passion was any less than because you were just going for it. It was, it was amazing, but that's how we met. Like that's, that's where I knew that uh, Rachel's special for sure. Yeah. Right back at you. Love it. Love it. So, um, so tell me, um, you, you, you just, you briefly said that you in, inadvertently found cycling spin, whatever we want to call it. Yeah. Will yeah. you tell me about that? Like, how did you stumble onto it or, or what, what happened when, when you started uh, finding yeah. this passion? So uh, here's my, here's my reintroduction. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I started, I was, first of all, I was never an athlete. Um, and then somewhere in my early twenties, I found just going out for a run. I thought, let me go for a jog. Let me try this. And I learned that I had a, a condition that probably started as a as a child when I was very young with my hip and it actually, it ended up that I had um, herniated discs and I needed mm. back surgeries. And, you know, I was basically told, you know, you're going to have to really change your lifestyle. Um, you're probably wow. not going to ever be able to run again, but you know, I, so I got the surgery and I stopped running. Um, I recovered from not one, but two back surgeries and wow. I got on a bike and I found something that I liked um, that because running gave me this huge endorphin high, being able to go outside and get on a bike and, um, and sweat. Yeah. Um, And I could no longer put my tennis shoes on anywhere I was and just go out and get some exercise and, you know, get that endorphin release. So, you know, one day I got on a bike and it was so uncomfortable, but I had such good music on and some, at some point I was listening to music and I found myself, I, I mean, I cannot dance, Joe. If you saw me dance, you would literally be like, I have somewhere to go. We would both look like, silly. We would both look silly because I'm I'm right there with you. Like what's interesting about that at a side note, we both have rhythm for the bike. But to your point and my point, I guess what you're saying, like, but maybe not on the dance floor, right? Maybe that's not our thing. Not maybe, definitely not on the dance floor. And that's why they keep me just in the cycle studio. People always ask me, do you teach anything else? And I'm like, absolutely not. And there's a reason they keep me on a stationary bike. It's so that I don't try any moves that would go horribly wrong. That's that's fun. So, yeah, I stopped running. I got on a bike. I found something I loved. And then I joined a team that was doing a St. Jude ride at my local lifetime. Yeah, And I was so excited to do something for a cause. And so, you know, I said, hey, will you sponsor me to do, to ride this, you know, four hour ride, which I don't recommend riding a bike for four hours straight. But, you know, it was you you would get on and off. And anyway, um, I loved being able to serve a purpose because, you know, some instructors, they teach for a living and some ex- instructors teach for a reason. And for me, I found not only what I can do instead of what I could not do, um, but I found that I could do something bigger than me. Um, It was just like, wow, not only um, did I find that I could find that endorphin release, that, you know, sweaty thing that I thought I was going to lose forever, but I had this platform now where I started thinking like, what if I did this? And yeah. I reached out to all these people that I know. And well, let me I ask you be- this before you go to, before you continue to tell me that, yeah. that story. Cause I really want to hear that. Um, yeah. is so to this day, you, you, you'll, you can't run, right. Is that just kind of a, uh, okay. And, yeah. and the, Absolutely. okay. No, all right. The reason why, um, uh, I, I just want to, you know, not highlight that, but just, you know, just really be, um, you know, cause you're being super transparent. Thank you so much for just sharing that. Um, because you found something that you could do. Right. And, and so many people, like if you're listening to this, like maybe you, you don't like to run, maybe you, maybe you can't run. There's, there's limitations and we all have them, especially as we get older, maybe you have injuries, like all of the above, but you, there is something you can do. And I love that you found like indoor cycling as something that 
you just were drawn to that not only you could do, but then you found purpose. Cause I remember like we both work for a lifetime. We're instructors and, and, uh, right, right for a reason was, was the thing when we were supporting St. Jude. So that that's super cool, but go on. I, I just wanted to, you know, just kind of, you know, uh, Thank you for being vulnerable on that part of your story and encourage anybody else who says, I can't do certain things, but, but a bike I can do. Right. And, and that's, that's love. So you, so you talk to people, you fell in love with it. How did that go? Like, where did that lead you? Yeah. I mean, and that's the real life story and people to this day will say, you know, oh, I can't do this or I can't do that. I can't, I can't, I can't. And you have to change that cha- channel to, okay, well, we, we know what you can't do, but what can you do? Yeah. Um, and focus on that because, I mean, as we get older or just we recover from an injury or, you know, you're, you just, you're shifting your training maybe. Um, you know, it's really just what, are you, what can you do? You know, what, what can you do? Yeah. And I urge people to um, – Find what it is that you liked about what you now can't do mm. and figure out how to get that feeling doing something else. Ah, that's so good. That's so good. Can you say that one more time? Like that is so powerful. You know, just find what it is about what you cannot do. Yeah. What is it about that that you love so much? Is it the fresh air in the running? Is it the, you know the ability to do it anywhere? Is it like what is it about this thing that you can't do? Yeah. And what like what is your fear around it, or what is your love about it, and how yes. do you find that doing something else entirely? That's so powerful. That's so powerful, man. That's yeah. so and good. That's what happened? That, but that's what happened to me. I got on a bike yeah. and I had a good song on, and all of a sudden. I was moving to the beat of the music yeah. and I was like, I like this. And somewhere someone said, well, find something you like and learn to love it. And I'm like, Oh, I like this. Yes. Now, did you, did that lead you to taking a class or did you go just straight to asking for mentorship from other instructors? Like where, how, what, how did that journey continue once you found out you loved it? Oh my gosh. I would be so intimidated walking into these studios. I will never forget the first time I walked into a studio um, at my local lifetime in Chicago and I was watching the instructor and she was doing all of these things. And I was like, you're doing all of that while you're teaching a class. Like you're, you're like on the computer, you're setting a timer, you're changing the color in the room. The lights are changing. I'm like, how are you doing all of these things? Um, but it took a lot to walk into that room in the first place. Um, it can be an intimidating space. I feel like there's this thing with cycle with the Pelotons and these characters, you know, that teach spin where you almost feel like you have to live up to something walking into that room. Um, and it's so not about that. I mean, any, any, I guarantee almost any cycle class that you walk into, um, we just want to engage. We're humans and we just want to engage with other humans and we all want to feel better. Um, nobody needs to feel um, intimidated when they walk into a room. And, and so I did, I, I, to answer your question directly. Yeah. I rode a bike um, upstairs or at the gym. Um, and then eventually I walked into a class and then they were doing the St. Jude thing. And I sort of, you know, I, I tipped my toes into the water and then I was like, I'm in, yeah. I'm in and I want to do this. Awesome. So then at that point, did you um, audition? Did you start practicing to teach? Did you, were you invited to team teach? Like, what did that look like, you know, moving into from being um, uh, in the audience, if you will, as a participant to the stage? Because that's, that's the transition I want, I want to hear about. It's so intimidating. I kept taking classes with, her name is Ginger. She's an amazing instructor. Um, And I just watched her. Um, And I almost, I mean, I like kind of studied her. Like, how did she do all this? This is so cool. And at the same time, she's up there being a character and being funny and talking about her life. And I'm just like, I, I kind of had a connection and I just came back. And then one day I said, you know, I have a job, I have like a full-time job, but would you ever, if you ever need like a substitute, <laughs> it was sort of how I, how I met you and yeah. she gave me the time of day and, um, 
the intimidation kind of fell away. And she said, yeah, I think you'd be a great instructor. And that, you know, somebody believed in me and gave me an opportunity and, you know, and that's how it began. And that was back when we had 63 bikes and. Yeah. Um, I remember those days. Yeah. That was so fun. I mean, I, I kind of have, you know, a, a similar story where uh, I, f- I f- went into a class, fell in love with like, I've always loved music. I've always loved, um, you know, uh, beats that kind of just, just amp you up, you know, when you, when you're working out. And I saw all the same things. I saw an instructor that was engaging, had great music, had some, you know, uh, reason, some purpose behind the music, you know, let's use the music as a tool and, and thought, man, I would love to do this. You know, I would love to do this and was invited to team teach, invited to get my certification. Um, and they, and they mentored me. And, and so, uh, I, I, I share that, that same type of journey where I fell in love with it. And somebody saw that spark, right. That we both had and said, let's, let's do something with that. Um, I, I love that. Um, one of the things that, uh, when you come to our club, uh, and you're in town, uh, I, I, you know, I try to put you on the stage as much as I can, uh, at our club. But one of the things that I love is your, your ability to connect with people. I love everything you do as, as an instructor, but one of the things that, that, uh, I love is your ability to be, um, uh, vulnerable and, and connect with your, with your audience, if you will, with our members, even if they don't know you, like you walk into one of your, you sub for me, you sub for somebody else and you get up there on the stage and you start to talk and, and whatever it is, like you have this gift and, and this is just me, uh, my admiration of you, you have this gift to say, I don't know, Rachel, but I trust her all of a sudden. And, and I, I'm in, like, you have something about, you know, and, and, is, is that something like, did you have to uh, work towards getting that? Or do you, or would you say you're just kind of a natural presenter connector? Like, w- tell me a little bit about that. Cause you're really good at connecting with people. You're so nice. I think I'm a people person. So I think it's kind of like, I love to connect with people. Um, I, I just, when you see people teaching um, anything, you know, part of it is a performance. Yeah. But when somebody signs up to go to a class and they don't know you, that takes that's a huge leap of faith on their behalf because they know what they're getting when they walk into Joe's class. And there's an expectation there because you're so good. Um, so when you come to take a class um, with somebody you don't know, I'm just speaking to the point about, you know, be, being a substitute teacher, they're now putting their faith in you that you can instruct them through a good workout. And even though I'm there to give a performance, um, I have to be prepared. I have to have knowledge of, uh, obviously, um, you know, of cycle. And, but I mean, there's this element that you can't teach. And it's just putting together the, 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 the performance part of it with, I'm also a human being here doing this. I make mistakes. I have days, and I always share this. I I have days where I want to come in there and I want to just, I want to get point one farther and I want to one more watt on that 30 second push. But there's some days that I just want to come there and I want to put the towel over the screen and I don't even want to look at the numbers. I just want to sit in the dark room and listen to the music. Sure. And so when you allow people the space to be what they want to be and do what they want to do and get what they want to get, yeah. um, they are, they feel better about taking the time for themselves and spending it with you. Love it. Love it. And I think, um, as an instructor and, and I want to, uh, touch on two things that you, that you just said. One, um, when you say let's give people permission to do what they want to do, I think, and and you tell me, I think there's a fine line between that always being a normal thing. Like if, if out of the saddle, isn't your thing today, don't worry about it. Stay in the saddle. If this doesn't work, you know, and we, we love to present and give a teacher class where people feel free to do what their body will or won't let them do. Right. But then there's also the side and you tell me this, there's also the side where um, you want to push them to get better. So it's, it's, it's a cop, it's, it's a balance between permission to do what you could do today, 
But at the same time, will you try something new today? Will you try to go maybe just a little bit fast? Maybe, maybe higher cadence isn't your thing. Will you try it with me today? Like, how do you see that? How do you see the balance between do your thing today, be in the dark room, uh, but yet I actually want you to get better today. Like, tell me what that looks like for you. Well, I mean, for me, sometimes getting better is not a number. Sometimes getting better is like today I did not want to show up to the gym and get my workout in. I didn't want to get out of bed to get it to a 6 a.m. class. Or I would have rather sat on the sofa on a Sunday morning and read the paper and snuggled with my dog. Um, So sometimes getting better is just saying to yourself, um, you know, how it. I always urge people to check in when they get to the studio. So now you did the work, you reserved the class, you have the bike, you're on it, you've adjusted it, you're sitting on it. The first song comes on and we're asking people to connect. And what are we asking them to connect to? What is your goal today? I think any good coach, um, you know, because we're there to perform, but we're also there to coach people. So what did you come in here looking to do today? I have people coming in there that are doing Ironmans. I have people that could kick my butt till you know, next year, but it's like, what are you here to do today? And let's connect to that and focus on that. So if today is the day that you want to have a personal best, um, let's do that together. If today is the day that you want to work on getting out of your head during class, let's do that. Um, so I, I sort of, I will give you opportunities. I call them to push yourself, take those opportunities. And then often like, Maybe you're connecting to it 30 minutes into class. Maybe all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I might try this. Like yeah. all, something clicks, right? Okay. Sure. So I, I will sometimes in the middle of class say, um, so this is, we're going to do four out of four, we're, or we're going to do, let's say, you know, four intervals. So if you didn't do it for the first three, use this last one um, and get a personal best on this last one. So it's really because you're not just speaking to one person. They haven't hired me to be their personal coach to get them, you know, through a 50 minute workout where they get a wattage of 300 on an average and, you know, 15 miles. It's, you're speaking to a lot of different people. So I'm urging everyone in the room to get what they intend to get. So it's sort of like in yoga where you set your intention and I don't teach yoga and I'm far from a yoga expert, but set your intention for what you want to do today. Because yesterday's gone, tomorrow's not here. We have made this time to be together. Let's get what we need out of it. And sometimes what you want and what you need are very different things, right? That, so, that is so I'm like, true. you may not love this part. Someone next to you might be loving it, but you know, you're not in competition with someone next to you. You're in competition with the person that walked into the room. You're you're giving out so much good content here. Like I can talk forever about this because you talked about the audience and then you talked about helping people just have an intention because uh, two things, and don't let me forget the audience part because I want to come back to that for a second. But um, so often I'm in a lot of these um, uh, cycling forums and, you know, on Facebook and things like that. And one of the things that, and if you're a cycle instructor, you need to be learning from what Rachel's saying right now, if you're listening to this. Uh, So many times I'll see somebody comment, you know, I just can't get my class to do what I want them to do. I just can't get them to do this. They just won't do this. This, these two people always go on the back and just sit and do their own, you know, and they're just so focused on the one or two or three people that, uh, seemingly are doing what they want to do and and maybe they can't do like we don't know their story but if your focus is just trying to get people to do what you want them to do maybe that's why you're not connecting with them maybe we need to we we need to learn more from you rachel and 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 the deal is because i love what you said that maybe just getting here was a win for you today and the numbers don't maybe maybe you didn't want to get here and everything in you said I want to stay in bed or I don't want to work out today, but getting here was the win. That's enough, right? Throw the towel over your console and just, just ride. I, I love, love, love that. Cause I even find myself at times um, wanting so badly, you know, for certain people to do certain things um, that uh, uh, you, you question, you know, am I, am I coaching it the right way or whatever? Um, but thank you for saying that. that. That's beautiful. The other thing that you said was, we, we have an audience of all kinds of different people. I, I remember there was an Olympic athlete that would come over from Colorado Springs and take my classes at 530 in the morning. And I was just, oh my God, like this guy is, 
could could run watts around my watts. You know what I mean? Like it's it just just an amazing um, professional Olympic athlete. You know, he had the the tattoo that he would remind us he was part of the wow. USA team and stuff. And and so um, you have uh, in in my in my view. And I think we share this, that you always have like that regular person, that athlete that is so committed, will be there every time, is into what you want to do and and in for the ride. And then you have um, the returner. So you have like the regular, uh, you have a returner, which means um, either I've I've been gone for the summer or I haven't ridden in a while. I was injured. I just want to get back into it. I used to do it. So I'm returning. And then you have the guest, right? The person that um, has never done it. They're afraid. Uh, they think they've heard all the horror stories, which I don't really know why cycling has such a a horror story. Like I don't know, I don't know if I like I don't I don't get it because it's it's for everybody, right? But but to be able to speak to the regular, the returner, and the guest simultaneously is in fact why when I see your posts, Rachel, on Instagram, that you have a waiting list, right? That you have a full class because you have to have that ability to speak to all of those types of people at the same time, deliver the best you can for, for the, for the regular that's looking for that. But at the same time, speak to that new person in a way where they feel comfortable and they're going to come back. Like that's, I love, love, love this conversation. That's so good. What would you add anything to that? Um, I, I would add that I really urge people to give themselves credit um, for showing up. Uh, I think that there's so, there's so much that we just do like robots every day. Like you just get up and you drive your car and you go where you go or you have your appointments. And, you know, there's, we miss taking that moment for ourselves and to the point about there being so many different people in the room, you know, that might be, so one person might be coming in and doing their you know, their Friday class just because it's fun and they love doing it. But there might be someone else who this is like the only, however long the class is, 50 minute, maybe this is the only 50 minutes that they get for themselves. And they're continuously choosing to spend that time, not only with you, but with themselves doing something good for themselves. So I would say, you know, along with the, you know, setting the intention and taking the time for you, but realizing that it took a lot for you to get here. You don't just show up at work every day. You don't, you know, the way you do something is, is how, is how you do everything. Sure. How you do something is how you do everything. And it doesn't just happen by luck. It's like, it takes work. So take a moment and realize what it took for you to get here today and what you need to get out of it. And, um, I've, I've definitely been annoyed with things going on in the room, but I've learned to make jokes about it. Yeah. Uh, there was one guy that always used to come in um, or two girls on a phone. And then, you know, my regulars would text me after, did you see someone on bike eight? Yeah. She was turning around and talking to someone on bike 20. So the next time I had class and they pulled out their phone, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I guess the the right thing to do or the, um, the correct thing to do would be to walk over, you know, without a mic on and just gently say, you know, if you wouldn't mind, you know, taking it outside, but you don't know, you know, like you said, you don't know people's story. You don't know if they're a physician on call. You don't know if they're, um, they've got a newborn that needs a diaper change in the kids center. Right. So I just found the joke about it. And I'm like, in the beginning of class, I always, I always say like, this is like a movie theater. So if you turn your phone on, the person behind you most likely is going to see it and just imagine, you know, you don't want to be that running the movie. And then if they do it again, or the way we kind of laugh about it is I'll just say, uh, around the holidays, you know, if you're on the phone, make sure you are um, booking me a massage downstairs. I am available right there after this know. class, 11 mm-hmm. o'clock. So if you are on the Lifetime app, if you could just book me a massage with anyone, um, 60 minutes, <laughs> like deep tissue would be amazing. That is so and then good. Everybody laughs. That is yeah. so good. I, I mean, I think if, if you're an instructor and you're watching this, we've all had those awkward moments, right? Where somebody's doing something, um, uh, and you 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 don't know how to react in some cases. And I love that. Uh, I kind of try to live off of the philosophy of it's as big of a deal as you make it, right? Like you could make it a big deal and freak out and, and let it irk you, or you can make it not a big deal and kind of have fun with it. 
you know, I, yeah, I was in a class. Yeah. I mean, I was in a class one time and, uh, and a gentleman was, was on his phone and he was looking at it and, uh, the instructor said, oh yeah, Jim's in the corner on a business meeting. He, as soon as he's finished with that, with his call, he'll, he'll be back with us and totally like said it in a way that says, uh, I see you. It's okay. Let's have fun. We're moving on, you know? And so, um, I, I love that. That's, that's great insight because we, we, uh, we deal with, with, with all kinds of people in different situations and it's going to happen. So I, I love that. Um, let me, let me kind of shift here for a moment. And, uh, I want to ask like, how do you create a class? And even before I say that, I, I wanted to mention something just, uh, that you said just a little bit ago, because I think it's so important for people who, um, are just fans of indoor cycling, whether that be you on, on, on my channel or, whoever else's channel or in person, whatever that looks like, there's a lot that goes into it. So you had mentioned earlier uh, that when you started following um, and, and being inspired by, by the instructor, I don't, what was her name again? I'm sorry. Ginger. You Ginger. Said? Yeah. Ginger. Okay. Ginger I, I want to meet her. Help. Yeah. I'd love to meet her one day um, that you, you noticed everything that she was doing at the same time. You know, and I don't know that everybody realizes. Maybe, they, maybe they do, maybe they don't. But you're really like you're you're a performer, you're a DJ, you're um, an environment specialist, right? You're a communicator, you're a coach, you're a audio engineer, um, you're a sequencer, right? You're a rhythm uh, uh, based, you know, whatever that. Like, there's so many things going on at oh the God. same time, and I, I'm I just I, we don't need to talk too much about that, but I just wanted to thank you for pointing that out because, uh, there is a lot going on up here while we're trying to connect out there, whether it be virtual or whether it be in person. And I just appreciate that you said that because I think, um, uh, it might just look like we turn on music and, and, and say, go. And there's so much more to that. Now, with that said, uh, can you walk me, you know, through the process of you putting together uh, a class? Like, does it start with the music? Does it start with um, a, a, an idea for uh, a drill that you want to do? Like, walk me through that. Oh, my gosh. Um, first of all, you make everything look so easy. If any, I mean, and you're so humble. The amount of time that it takes just to get everything like working the way that you do and make it look like the most beautiful orchestra in and of itself. I think everyone can learn from you on so many, so many things, but the way that I put together um, a class and I, I can never teach the same class twice. Um, Not because it's the same, not because the drills aren't similar or the music isn't similar. Um, It's always because of the way that um, it's sort of the way that I want the energy to shift or the way that I'm teaching it. And I, and I always put that human element into it. Um, so when you say to- that, you're saying that I may use the same playlist, but I'm, but the delivery and the drills might change based on how I'm feeling or what the mood is in the, in the room that I want to create. Is that what, is that what you mean by that? Yeah. I mean, I think we've, we've gone through difficult times, um, and people are going through difficult times. And so I try to make sure that, you know, obviously there's the challenges and sometimes I hear a song and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I have to put that song in. Or I listen to like a black and crown song and I'm like, yes, they came out with a new one and that's going to be my Tabata. And so I am fitting a song into a class, which ultimately is probably not the best way to create a playlist or a, you know, or a class. But I mean, ultimately I try and make my classes all challenging and put in rest periods. But, um, you know, I definitely match the music to the, the challenge. So if I'm trying to really teach a strength segment, then I'm looking for songs that are, you know, a hundred or they're, you know, somewhere between 60 and 75 RPMs. And obviously sure. so easy. I'm the worst at math. You double it and you've yeah. got your BPM. Um, the sure. best first thing I ever learned about cycle from Ginger. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's a combination of maybe that day, the world needs to feel a little bit better. And so I'll put like just some really fun, happy, like walking on sunshine song or, you know, just things that 
would boost anyone's energy or make you smile. Um, I also remind people to smile a lot because I said when I turned 40, I was told that that smiling just makes you look better. So do lots of that. So smile. That Don't take week, this right? so serious. Last Don't overthink week. it. Right. Last week when you turned 40, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Last. Yeah. I just want to make sure. No, I love, I love, love Liz. Um, we, uh, there's so much to learn from you because uh, I, I love that you are matching maybe what's happening in the world, what's happening um, in people's lives, even maybe your own. Um, and, and no class, it sounds like, is, is the same as a result of that because you, you want to provide a unique experience. Uh, that's beautiful. And I don't think you said earlier, you don't know if, you're, if that's the right way. to. There is no right or wrong way to do it. I think um, we're all unique in that we... Um, we bring the music that inspires us. We put together drills uh, with that, that we think are motivating, energizing. And sometimes it's with the beat, right? And, and to your point earlier, let's just say we find that four minute song and a Tabata is something that we want to do. That's not necessarily to the beat or it's not necessarily following the music, but the music provides that inspiration in the background for when we're doing 20 seconds on 10 seconds off. Right. So sometimes the music drives it completely as far as the, the BPMs. And sometimes the music is the inspiration behind the drill that we want to attach with it. Is that, do you, is that fair to say? Agreed. And I think there's also other elements that, that happen and they're going to be different for everybody. So, you know, I happen to teach like during the week, a Tuesday, Thursday class. And I have a lot of the same people coming on Tuesday that I do on Thursday. They don't want to do the exact same class. So I'm making sure that I'm giving them a different challenge. So we're not going to do a strength class. Um, Even though I put a little bit of strength into every class, we might do more of an endurance class on Thursday and Tuesday, we might work on speed drills or a little bit more interval based. And um, the next, you know, the next class, we might do something that's a little bit more, um, of Tabatas or what, you know, it's, it's, I always plan the class with the music I want. And I always say, I am not cheese pizza. Everybody loves pizza. I can't, I've got people in the room that are 70. I've got people in the room that are 19 and to appeal to every single person is impossible unless you are cheese pizza, which I'm not. So we get a good (laughs) giggle out of that. And then, you know, I'll put on some music and I'll sometimes laugh and be like, okay, if you were born 1980 or later, you have never heard this song before. I just want you to pedal to the beat. And then you might find that you like it. And I'm even going to tell you who it is, or I'll say, um, you know, if it's a bunch of young people, if anyone can tell me who sings this and I'll throw in some funny remix of like a Def Leppard song or something. And then if you can guess who the original person is that sang the song, I will buy you a smoothie. Um, So we just got to have fun with your music because it's your expression, but you also can't play all the same music that you like. And I try to also listen to my writers who um, are like, we have to do, can we do an interval class? And I invite people to tell me because they will not tell you. I am like, the song request line is open. Call me. Tell me what yeah. you want to listen to. Tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like. Help yeah. me. It's like when you're invited to someone's house and they're like, oh, just bring anything you want. I'm like, no, give me a category. Am I bringing yeah. an appetizer? What do you want to hear? What do you want to see? And sure. part of that is connecting with your community and asking, like, what do you want? To, what do you guys like? What do you not like? Um, and I make them answer me. I'm like, hey, are you guys out there You know, during a class? And everybody's like, and I'm like, hello, love it, <laughs> radio love it. silence. Anybody out there? Where's my crew? And then everybody's like, woo, you know, yeah. someone else started. So, so one of the things that I've found as an instructor, um, I, I find it a little more difficult to, if somebody says, here's a song versus somebody who says, can you do eighties or nineties types of rides or, you know, because I, if I don't like the song, it's hard for me to get excited about it. If it's just a particular song, I don't know if that, if, if you've ran into that. Um, but if somebody says, Hey, you know, I'm kind of into, uh, eighties, I'm kind of into, you know, EDM, I'm kind of, would you throw it? Then I could go find the songs that either I'm familiar with, or I know work really well for a workout and then more adapt to that. Is that, is that similar to your process too, or Cause I know if I don't yeah. like the song, I just can't, Oh, like I can't do that one. Like I just, <laughs> I don't know. What, what is your sure. view on that? 
Yeah, right. and music does everything. It can change your mood. It's going to make, you know, if you hear a song that you love, of course, you're going to have, you know, more rhythm to that song than you do a song that you've never heard of. So I always say, you know, either chase the beat or, you know, connect your pedal stroke with your breath. Because if I don't like a song or um, I'm not appealing to somebody, I'm like, this may not be your favorite song or this is something that somebody or you know, whatever, like some, there's somebody that really wants to hear an old rock song and the younger people are like, um, no, I want to hear the EDM. I try and use a little bit of everything, but sure. at times someone will say, Hey, throw on a Janet song. Yeah. Like, oh, we haven't done that in a while. Yes. I'm not going to make the whole class Janet because nobody wants to ride to her for right. any amount of time. So it's like, you know, but at least definitely- if an artist, you could pick a song from that artist that works for what you would do with it. Right. Yeah, and 80s yeah. and 90s music is really hard because a lot of it just doesn't have that heavy beat. Yeah, yeah. Or those, you know, big peaks and valleys or, you know, mm-hmm. that let yes, you do the- and we Then we find a remix for that, right? We find- we You find, got it. All which, about the remix. It all comes around. I mean, there's so many DJs and, and even younger. I've noticed there's a trend right now where there are younger artists up and coming um, on TikTok and, and YouTube that are singing the songs that we grew up on you know, in, in the eighties and they're making it, they're, they're putting a fresh twist on it, but nevertheless, it's, it's what we grew up on and they're loving it. And, uh, and it, it's, it's, it all comes full circle. It feels like, you know, um, okay. it, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, what, um, let me ask you this, uh, as we start to wrap up here, uh, somebody who wants to become an instructor, somebody who's looking at somebody like you and myself on, on a, platform on a stage um what would you tell them what kind of advice would you give them i've actually had the privilege um i mean you're first of all you are my cycle mentor but i have had the privilege of um i i just like i can i see that spark in other people and i definitely have had the privilege of saying to someone you would be an amazing instructor and they don't know where to start. And I think that now the certifications are so good. So, you know, I'll say, well, watch some classes. Um, You're a great one to watch, but you set the bar so high. I can't tell a newbie to go watch your classes. They'd be like, oh my gosh, he's the best. (laughs) But that's what you do. You learn learn from the best and you strive to be the best. Um, But what would I tell them if they wanted to become an instructor? Yeah, somebody who is aspiring, they've got that little spark that that we had going into a class. Maybe they just take classes now, but they like, man, I want to be on on the stage like one of these days. What what would you say? Like yeah. like a bird's eye view of a of of kind of a map they can they can follow. Do it. Um yeah. do it. Start watching classes, going to classes. Um if if you know, what is your, what is your goal? Um do you want to um, do, do you want to build community? Have you found something that you like? Um, what do you want to share by being an instructor? It's not just like, oh, hey, I like coming to classes, so I want to teach the classes. So what do you want to get out of it? You know, like, what's your goal? And then start allowing yourself to go to different classes. And because um, maybe you've only gone to one person and you think what they're doing is so cool. And find your own style and express yourself that way. Go out and you know, do a class, um, do a Schwinn course or a um, whoever offers, you know, the certification, do it in person, don't do it online, go connect and meet other new instructors. I think that there's now one day um, courses that you can do. And, um, and I just, I just encourage people to really not be afraid of it and not intimidated by it because um, be real. That's what people want to see. Yes. Ultimately, that's that's why people come in your class. It's not for this perfect performance. It's for this person that is raw and able to say, I don't know about you, but like New Year's Eve kicked my butt and that third, fourth drink or whatever. You know, they, they just want to know that you're a real person that eats yeah. chocolate every day or goes out for, you know, an awesome brunch and, you know, that you're not this rigid, you know, just be, be real. Yeah. No, I, I heard I heard somebody say one time, people would rather follow somebody who is real than who is always right, you know. And and I I couldn't agree with you more. Like, get out there, know that you could you're going to be vulnerable in front of people. Get a certification, start practicing. And I would just add that it's going to take time. 
It's going to yeah. take time. Like you might have a natural ability to connect. That's going to, that's going to accelerate your growth. You might have a natural ability to hear music comp, you know, the, the music phrasing and the drops and kind of know where those come in and, and go out. Um, but it still takes time to put it all together and, uh, and, and practice, you know, um, get in there with somebody, uh, uh, that, that like they did for you and I, um, that were willing, they're willing to take some time, demonstrate to them that you're serious about it, you know, show up if they say, Hey, I'll, I'll take a half hour out of my day after class on Friday, show up, be ready, you know, be ready to, 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 to learn from them. And I would, I would say never, never stop learning. I mean, you and I both know that, that this is an ever, uh, life in general, we should never stop learning, but even in specifically uh, when it comes to cycling, there's always going to be something when we go to somebody else's class, when we see something online that we're like, man, that was, that was really good. Like I could totally, totally learn, you know, add to my tool belt, uh, after having heard that or experienced that or seen that. So, um, I that taught was- a class, sorry to interrupt you. No, I no. taught a class and I, I name all my classes, Okay, like funny one or whatever. I named a class first class after Denver because I had taken your class or I think there's one called first class after Joe one. I, they're numbered because every time I would do your class, I wanted to remember that the things that I put into that specific class were from you where they were inspired. So take the inspiration that you get, not just the practice from the people that are willing to watch you and listen to you and give you feedback, but, um, Take their inspiration. I love that. Well, one of the things that that I I learned from you is that you say I speak BPMs, and like I say that every now and then because I'd never, never heard. Yeah, I love that. That's the language. And then the other thing is, I remember you standing up there. You weren't on the bike; you were just standing next to it. I think you even had your arm next to it, and you just had this stage presence. You know, when you were introducing yourself, so calm and like I loved that whole look. That whole like you're commanding the room. You're, um, you have the attention of the room, but you're humbly, uh, at the same time coming from a, I respect that I'm in this place right now. I respect you. I'm in charge, but you know, it, you had this whole, uh, uh, attention grabbing way with a soft approach about you where you were just standing on the side of the bike versus most of the time I'll s- start on the bike. And I love that you, you did that. And so I, I've, I've learned that from you too, that, it was a great way to start a class, you know? Uh, I mean, I'm always so nervous, as you could tell, starting out this interview. But, Joe, it's you. We don't have to do this. We get to do this. Yes. Yes. It's, I, it's, 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 it, whatever I do in my room, it's coming from a place of gratitude. Yes. And that's so evident um, from when uh, when you've come and, and, and taken and, and taught for, for our club. Um, I just, I just love, love, love it. And, and you and I, we've, we've developed a great friendship and, and we text each other from time and, you know, and when you tell me when you're in class and, and, uh, or when you're in town, rather, I try to get you in. And, and I've, I, I just want to say thank you for, for being a friend. Thank you for being somebody that I've learned with. Thank you for, for being so vulnerable um, in front of, uh, the people that you teach, uh, for and with like week after week, thank you for being a gift to the cycle community because, um, it, you're, you're making, and I know, you know, we don't always, uh, I don't know what the word is. We, we, maybe we don't always hear it or, ex- or want to accept it because we just do it out of love, but you are changing lives. I, I know, you know, that, but I just want to remind you of that, that you're like, you change lives because of what you do. And I just want to thank you for that because it's, it's a, uh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful gift that you have. So thank you. Thank you. Um, I can, I can confidently say thank you to you for being such an incredible leader. Um, and I can also confidently say that um, I, I've not only been able to change lives, I've been able to save lives. Mm-hmm. Um, by being humble and by being able to connect with people and saying, you know, I'm up here being real. This is me. This is my life. And, you know, a lot of times during the holidays, you don't realize that a lot of instructors are up there doing like rah, rah, and it's the holiday time. But, you know, the holiday time is not always happy for some people. Yeah. And so when you do these fun songs and all these remixes of Jingle Bells and these fun things, 
you know, you don't realize that there's actually somebody who's coming to class because they want to stay consistent with their journey. And yeah. they don't want to celebrate the Valentine's Day. I'm one of those people for sure because sure. I'm single. Um, you know, I'm like, I don't want all these, you know, I don't want to hear love music or whatever. Um, and I always put myself out there, not in a not in a way that is... Um, like a woe is me or whatever, but... Yeah, it's not like, hey, I'm here, but like, hey, here's my Instagram handle. Um, share your journey. Share your reason. Share your why. Why do you come to class? Um, share your intentions with me. And just know that, you know, if if this is one of those holidays that, you know, is not the greatest for you, I'm here for you. You show up for me. I show up for you. And, you know, connect with me. And I, I can very confidently say that I have... Um, People have taken me up on it in a way that is, you know, they're obviously not showing up at my door, but they'll talk to me after class. Sure. You know, I'll take that time to connect with them. Or they'll reach out to me on social media and say, something you said in class today really connected with me. And, and you know, on the positive note, I get people that are like, oh, my gosh, I went and I hiked for the first time and I went on this amazing, you know, hike. And it's because of your classes that I had this endurance and that, you know, yes. Those are, those are the, the best moments, but you have to be, you know, willing to be humble and open to um, people sharing with you. Ask for yeah. it. Yeah. No. And man, we're going to have to do a part two at some point because there's so much valuable content there. I, I love that you, you, you said, Hey, um, not every holiday is happy for everybody, you know, because whether it be somebody being single or somebody not uh, celebrating Christmas, or maybe it's, you know, the first holiday without somebody who passed away and they're in there because they need it. And they're missing that person that that's huge. I remember, you know um, uh, you know, the first holidays without my father and it's just, you you don't want to, it's, it's hard. It's really hard. So thank you for, for saying that too, that it's, it's a place for everybody. I mean, cycling truly, truly is a place and the better that, people like you and I can get at communicating um, what we're so passionate about to a, a wider audience that would appeal to so many different people. To your point earlier, the teenager all the way to, um, uh, I have I have a gentleman by the name of Lee who just turned 83 and takes my class. And we, we get this beautiful opportunity that we get to, we don't have to. So Thank you, Rachel. I, I, I so appreciate it. This was such a fun conversation. Um, will you come back? Can we can we do a part two at some point? This was such a privilege. Um, you are incredible. And any time that I have spent with you has been um, learning, inspirational, and incredible. So thank you for the, not, not just the leader that you are, but the human that you are. And um, thanks for letting me have a seat on your show. Oh, I'm, I'm honored. I'm honored. I couldn't wait for today to happen. Um, we'll do a part two. And uh, for now, um, thank you. Thank you again. Those of you who listen are listening in today and watching, thank you so much. Um, this was the Afterburn podcast.